0: Yeah, uh, coming in the, this morning, I take a glance back at the board guy's area. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's like a cockpit of a airplane. All these controls all around him, encircling him. It's pretty neat being back there. I noticed these three bananas. I go, what's with this? I said, what are you, a chimp? There's three of them. Who brings three bananas to work or wherever and eats three? I mean, maybe it's all day long. I don't know for sure. He's just looking at me as he's feeling one with with an attitude, giving me a look. Do you eat those three? You don't eat those three in a row as we're here in an hour. In in an hour's time, you eat three bananas. He's shaking his head yes. All right. I mean, that's healthy, healthier than the sugar and crap that we put in our bodies. Three of them. All right. Okay. How about, how about one banana, an apple, and an orange? How about a little variety? No? Yes? Oh, I wish he could talk. I don't know what sound effects he could play. I guess he could play monkeys because they eat bananas and stuff like that. Huh. I just thought that was interesting. Sometimes I think about the things, that uh, how I think and the things I say. Sometimes I think I'm a monster. Because a lot of people don't, don't uh, conduct themselves in the fashion that I do at times. I mean, I know I give a lot of productive stuff when talking to the Bible, and that's a beautiful thing. But, you know, people seem to go on their merry way, and I kind of detect things all the time that ruffle feathers. What kind of monster am I? But every now and then I think that, but I don't think I am. Uh, Today, I am absolutely unprepared. Usually I have a script or an outline to follow, but today, nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I have extra time to chat with you on the phone. Next Next week we won't have calls. This week we do. So if I was you, I would take advantage of it. Give a call. We can chat and blab and blab and blab all day long. As my voice cracks. Especially you new time, first time callers. We haven't had one in a while. Uh, It's always nice to have one or two a show. So I know you've been thinking about it. Give a call today. This is the perfect day for first time callers and regular callers. Anything on your mind. There's got to be something. Whether it's your husband or wife eating eight bananas a day, or, you know, she's a bad or he's a bad driver. You know, just talk about anything and everything. It doesn't have to necessarily pertain about the Bible. If so, that's fine. But anything on your mind, feel free. And here's the number, if in case you don't have it, is 833 707 7900. I'm going to say it again 833 707 7,900. And that's toll free, naturally. Now, what I do have with me today is my Don't Bring Up God book that you can read for free on the website PavlinskyPomes.com. And that ends in a Y, not an I, the name Pavlinsky, just so you know. And let's see what we got here up next, page 10. I got like 70 of these. There's no way I'll get through them all today. But um, maybe uh, throughout the year we'll finish this book. But this one up here is Fight the Good Fight. And this has a picture of the beautiful surf in San Diego. Nice waves coming in. And my wonderful son, Tyler, on a surfboard. Yeah, he's facing outward, so you can see him from behind, it's a nice picture as he's contemplating what he's getting involved with. He was always one to pick up things fast, uh, no matter what it was, athletically, especially mathematically. But, uh, yeah, he looking mighty fine there. Uh, San Diego, fight the good fight. And I uh, I cut this one out. I didn't cut it out, but I, well, I guess I did. And then I blew it up, and, and I didn't... I don't have to cut it out for that. It was on the computer. But I blew it up and I put this one in his room uh, for him to read from time to time to help him out if possible. Fight the good fight. Just laying here with nothing to do, all by myself, feeling nothing but blue. Here comes the ideas and stray thought as the devil in my mind begins to plot. Idleness is the devil's workshop. Before it goes any further, it needs to stop. The temptation for vices at first starts light to captivate you in your fallen plight. Which way are you going to slide? With whom are you going to ride? Get up and fight back. Prayer will set you back on track. Run to God and push out those thoughts out of your mind. Activate your goodness. Seek and you shall find. Turn that foreboding sin into something productive Small or large, make it constructive. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, you know, you need these things to set in your brain and spark you. You know, spark it up and and put you in the right direction and motivate you, encourage you to do the right thing. Because we all need to hear this stuff. And it all comes from the Bible one way or the other. And in this book, sometimes I put in quotes directly from the good book. Sometimes I don't. Here's another get up. You sleeping all day again? Time to get up. Come on, you got to move. Force yourself out of that bed. Out of that cozy bed. As the Bible says, those who love sleep are destined for poverty. Okay? In more ways than one, not just financially. But your your brain gets stagnant. It begins not to work anymore. So sometimes you got to just get up. You you sleep 8 hours a day, that's enough. You know, stop lounging around. Not necessary. Get involved. Go to the store and buy some bananas if you have to. You notice that bored guy as bananas seem to be the theme of this show? I'd like you to respond somehow in the next 50 minutes, somehow, some way. I don't know what you can do. You know, well, whatever. All right, we got a call at 833-707-791. 100. Who might this be? Who's this? Hello? Let's go ahead. What's up?
1: Yeah, Robert. Hey, last week I ran out of time because I was your last caller. Um, I just wanted to mention something that years ago I heard uh, Pat Robertson, when he was going over to uh, the Middle East to start in uh, Jerusalem, I think it was, the first TV christian tv thing right anyway he was on the plane and he was praying about it of course and uh the lord spoke to him and said you've made a lot of mistakes in your life in the ministry but you won't make them over here what i said is coming is coming and nothing's going to stop that so i know last week when we talked about you know you were talking about the jews and so forth over there And uh, it's going to come just the way he said in Matthew, Luke, and Mark, and the testimony we have. And there isn't anything that's going to deter that, because if you really think about it, Robert, if we can't depend on that particular part that the Lord said about over there, then how can we depend that uh, he said for those who are in Christ will be with him for eternity in the kingdom of heaven.
0: No, I agree. Um, hey, uh, let me ask you, did Jesus ever talk about the strip of land uh, given to the Hebrews and Israelites and uh, Gaza and all that? Did he? I, I mean, I'm thinking if it was so important at the present time, even in Jesus' time, you would think he would mention it. I don't believe he did, did he?
1: Well, it's in the scriptures that he said, this is the when they get to Jerusalem, this is the the land of my the city of my righteousness um Everything took place there I mean uh, Golgotha is right adjacent to it, and you know outside the gate and so forth and i I know you know about Ron Wyatt and what he had found with the Ark of the Covenant and so forth, and Daniel of course, you know with what he prophesied about um that you know that nation of people and what's going to take place over there with the um, the um, the uh, sacrifice, the daily sacrifice, and so forth. So I would say yes. You know.
0: All right. Well, in general, again, they were definitely the chosen people. God started off had to start off with somebody, right? So he started off with the Hebrews and Israelites. But right. as far well, as now, I mean, I don't know. It, I mean, remember, there's a there's the Old Testament has the old covenant, and it, it was all more physical. the The New Testament right. is the new covenant, and it, it's a lot more spiritual. So, to me, there's a little bit gray area there from what I hear regular preachers talk about when it comes to Israel and that strip of land. But hey, people,
1: people, Robert think that that um, when you say chosen that. It was just the Jewish people, but that's not true, because when you go into the Old Testament and many times over, it talks about if the stranger, the Gentile stranger, comes in and so adjourns with you, you know, lives with you, wants to obey my commandments and be part of you, you know, you're to receive him as one born among you. Okay.
0: Pretty, pretty that, and that's what I'm talking about, and I, I like that idea that God shows no favoritism. It's Absolutely. all about accepting Jesus, and I think we can agree on that, correct?
1: Absolutely, brother.
0: Okay. Thank you for the call. Hey, you take care. All
2: right. <laughs> take one portion of Robert. One measure of board guy. Three octaves of voice guy. Many handfuls of listeners and callers. <laughs> Stir them well in a cast iron cauldron and simmer for sixty minutes. He <laughs> then you've just brewed. Don't bring up God. Sunday mornings from eight to nine on W A E B he <laughs> And don't you dare forget to add pinches of humor, anger, and laughter! <laughs> Spiced with sincerity, honesty, and truth! If this doesn't tantalize your taste buds, then I recommend you dump this whole cauldron of brew over your head! I hear it's great for hair stimulation and growth! <laughs> Now, if you've got something to say, or even if you don't, feel free to call the Don't Bring Up God Show live. And if you can manage to call the show dead, then by all means.
0: <laughs> hey, board guy, did you finish that first banana? Are you... So when do you start number two and then number three? I'm keeping an eye on you. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Three bananas, one after the other. Who does that? If he had four or five, I... look at him. I, I think you would bring the whole bundle, the whole bushel. Do you eat any more when you get... Okay, so let's say you finish these three. Are Do you eat any more later in the day? No. Stop. Your whole kitchen must be full of bananas. You live in a banana tree, don't you? Something's going on here. I got to figure it out. Anyway. Uh, toll free, give a buzz at 833-707-7900. Come on, we got to have at least one new caller. Come on, you got to work with me a little bit. Throw me a bone. Listen to me beg. But come on, a new time caller, first time, 833-707-7900. Or if you're a regular, but uh, but I I need at least one one new guy or woman. Okay, here we go. Get up. I have every excuse in the book as all my ambition and assertiveness has gone down the drain. Here's yet another excuse why I can't do anything. A lion is outside in the streets, I might be slain. That's out of right that's out of the book right there in Proverbs. The sluggard's propensity slays him for his hands refuse to work. Being healthy and strong and feeling this way makes me really feel like a jerk. Yeah, I have a quote. Each, each verse has a quote from the Bible in this one. The sluggard must go hungry as his laziness plunges him into deep sleep. Look around and see what you have accomplished, for what you what we sow is what we will reap. Love not sleep, lest you be reduced to poverty. With no effort, there can be no achievement of any kind. It's time to get up and stay busy and active, self-respect and self-esteem, is what we will find. And don't tell me that there's nothing to do. Come on. You got to find something to do. I don't care how small and minuscule it is. Especially you old folk out there, wandering around in your backyard, looking for worms or squirrels or or whatever we look for. Uh, just stay active. Keep that mind fresh and those eyes clear, like Moses. He died at 125 and... His eyes were still clear, so that means our eyes can be still clear, and we can have energy within us. Not like when you're 20, perhaps, but you can you can still uh you can still do the job somehow, some way, right? Some kind of effort and accomplishment. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I hope. Okay, here's the next poem on the docket. It's called "Shut Your Mouth." Yeah, and I have my uh, stepson, Sean. He's pictured here. He he has his mouth like tightly closed and it fit the title. Like I said, the pictures are pretty cool. And I said to him, I said, "I, I hate to put you on this shut your mouth poem, but the picture just fits. So I had to do it. He understands. Okay, shut your mouth. And, and again, this goes for me a lot of times, and it goes for all of us a lot of times. That's what I tell myself every day, shut your mouth. That's what I tell myself every day. Why do I blab more and more to say? I really need to shut my big mouth. Helps stop my life from going south. Look at the bored guy shaking his head. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you do need to shut your mouth. Really, bored guy? With that banana in your mouth? That's really starting to irritate me. Bring three apples at least next time. You got to mix it up. Banana head. What the heck? All right. What else we got here? See how... This is from the Bible. Another quote. You got to love Bible quotes. See how tiny the spark is that sets a huge forest ablaze. The tongue is such a flame, the damage will simply amaze. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from trouble. Curtail your talking and your fortunes will more than double. Fools ramble at the mouth all day long. Wise men know the proper time to talk when it's right or wrong. Turn your external word into an internal thought. Discretion, <laughs> discretion patience, and humility are what Jesus taught. Also... A spring does not put forth both clean and foul water. A filthy, dirty mouth brings on nothing but a slaughter. Speak in turn as God is listening. Let another talk as you sit back glistening. Yeah, I, like I said, I wrote these some of these poems, I don't know, 10 to, 10 to 20 years ago, some of them. It's nice rereading them. Sometimes I think, where did that come from? And to me uh, I, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit was at work in a small degree, uh, writing the words for me, letting all this good stuff come to me, which is a beautiful thing because I'm not that smart. I'm just not. and 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 because I wrote this book, that's why it's very easy for me to see that the that the Bible itself is inspired uh, by God on such a more grand scale than the little that I got from this Don't Bring Up God book. Yeah, uh, there we all know, hopefully, we've all have been touched with the Holy Spirit and, and things happen that sometimes are, are quite spiritual and powerful. It's a beautiful thing. So this inspiration from God directly through the Holy Spirit is a very real thing. Now, as I was reading diligently my verse from uh, the Don't Bring Up God book that you can find on pavlinskypoems.com you could read it for free beautiful pictures and so forth one after the other very convenient to read he go he leaves i guess he went to his office and he now and then he brings me two bananas and he sets it right next to me on the console seriously something's going on here and i don't know what it is so he's got three back there two here you know you got to eat these things like these are like spotted with black marks on it you can't just let them sit forever, bored guy. You got to eat these things. And apparently he he does. You don't eat bananas nonstop throughout the day. You can't go that far. Seriously, you, somebody's got to come in and help me with this. Uh, somebody got to give me a call and, and help me with this story. He apparently eats bananas all day long. Now he's got five of them. And he's on his number two, I think. All right. Again, the phone number, 833-707-7900. Okay, next up on the docket, we have wasted worry. And man, doesn't this apply to all of us? You know, worrying like a lunatic. And a lot of times worrying about something that never transpires. Like you're worrying is contributing to something good. Or something bad won't happen because you're worrying. Really? Come on. The worrying just breaks you down. I got some verses in here that are interesting. Okay. Wasted worry. Are you listening? Same with anxiety. Wasted worry. Instead of sitting and worrying, we must stop and learn. What is committed to you, attend to. For what is hidden is not your concern. The control and influence that we have over many things in our life is minuscule at best. If the smallest things are beyond your power, why be anxious about the rest? The amount of worrying that you do each day reveals your belief and faith in God that you have sown. Let tomorrow take care of itself. Today has troubles enough of its own. On all this waste of energy, let us decide to turn the page We're so much better off without it since worry brings on premature old age. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't want wrinkles creeping in on your face to add to the ones you already got. No, you don't. So eliminating worry is good for so many, so many reasons. And it's interesting the amount of worrying that you do each day reveals your belief and faith in God that you have sown. That's true. It's an inverse proportion. The higher the faith, the less worry. The lower the faith in God, the more worry. It's not hard to figure out. Here's another one. How about? And this has a big uh, Jersey Shore, a big huge wave crashing with the white foam resulting closer to the beach. Beautiful, powerful nature. How about? My way or bust, how about in God we trust? Maybe worth a try, you know, life doesn't end when you die. I have no tricks left, absolutely none. How about thy will be done? No problem, I'll follow orders. God's plan has no borders. All these years I could not see, how about God have mercy? God loves us and forgives us all. So, let's all retool and answer the call. Never give up and throw away all doubt when we can continue to ask, how about? No more self-praise. I was such a clod. How about glory to God? Yeah, how about? Sometimes we got to change our flow to something more positive. Hey, anybody with a call is 833-707-7900. And we'll get to this call waiting that's on there that I see blinking that just went away for some reason. All right, there you go. We'll get to you right after this break.
2: Hello, comrades. I am Igor, a burly man from Mother Russia. Just come back from Swim Hole in Frozen Lake, 12 degree below zero. Very invigorating, except for shrinkage. But does get blood flowing from head to toe. American man should try instead of little blue pills, works every time. Your wrinkled, cranky, comatose puppet president should try it too, but he probably keel over and cry like little baby, where, where, my little button nose is frozen. I hope you no listen to Biden, antagonizing another senseless war, feeding government fat cats, killing the innocent, and using as distraction. Family and I just like you, except for freezing lake swimming, we bleed when scrapped knee, we cry when heartbroken, and most importantly, we believe in Jesus. Nobody wants war, so we must all sing out loud together against bloodshed, although my voice sound like wounded grizzly bear, and my wife like screech owl. But you know song, war, huh, yeah, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. But don't bring up God is good for everything. Listen live Sunday mornings from 8 to 9 on
0: WAEB. Hey, we got a call at 833 707 7900.
3: Who's this? This is Paul. Good morning, Robert. How you doing?
0: What's up? <laughs> hey, listen,
3: cut the poor guy a break. Maybe he's got some monkey jeans in his.
0: I, you know, no, I think but, so. Uh, what, I, what I think is going on, I think in the beginning of the week, he might buy 20 to 50 bananas for the week. <laughs> but I'm thinking half of them go bad. He throws half of them out, maybe at least. He's shaking his head no. And maybe it's
3: some kind of knucklehead. But anyway, it's better than eating a whole ton of uh, uh, donuts. Hey, I, I also wanted to say I'm, I'm really impressed and encouraged by your poems. They're, they're absolutely amazing. I have got to get that book this week and share that with others. I you know, it, it just wow. Well, You're all you got to do
0: well, I I've, I've given a lot out to the prison uh, men and women that I Good that I that I see once a week and I'm running out. I, I basically just don't have any more just like, just a handful. When you go to the website, it's on there for free. All you got to do is press the wow. button that says God speaks to you and they'll pop up one after the other in all their splendor. I mean, there's probably yeah. 100 on there.
3: Yeah, yeah, and uh, kudos to you for that prison ministry. That's amazing. Um, you know, I, you were talking about seniors and stuff like that, and I do see a lot of them wasting their time just drinking or being depressed. It's get out there and do a little volunteer work. You know, you you meet some very, very interesting people, and, and they really need need our help. And we also set the example for our kids and grandkids. Hey, look what dad's doing. Or look what pop-up's doing and stuff like that. You know, we have that window of opportunity of so many opportunities is only open so long. I asked my wife, I
0: asked my wife many times, What do people do? What do people do with their lives? What do people do with their lives? And I I just want to go and knock on the doors in my neighborhood and say, What are you doing right at this moment at like seven at night or or 10 in the morning? You know, because when you're older and retired, Sometimes you're just watching TV all day long. That can't be right.
3: No, you're right. And yet there's so many people out there. You start talking to somebody. You go to a diner or a restaurant. You see somebody sitting by themselves. Sometimes I walk, excuse me, would you mind if I sat with you for a minute and just chat with them? And it's like, it's just amazing. When I talk to older people, even just call them, they say, you know what? That phone call, was. it, it, it made my day. It made my whole week. And that's and something so simple that we can do. Think, when you think of somebody, call them. You know what? At one point, we're going to wish somebody calls us. But, uh, but do, your, do your part and kind of be a, a positive light in this world.
0: And this, we do have the power. Part. We do have the power to make someone else smile. So we Amen. should use that. And, you know, the more you give, the, what you'll find is you get back more than you give yeah amen,
3: yeah absolutely. and there again, get out of your comfort zone and and just try it. It's just amazing how many wonderful and neat people and also needy people are out there. you know, some are just staring out the window, you know, give somebody a call, start with your relatives and stuff like that, but encourage other people to do it too, you know this. It's a gloomy life, I think, for a lot of older people, and yet there's people that volunteer, and you talk to them. What do you think about it? And they can't, they can't say enough about it. How, but how it just helps them feel so much better when they when they meet somebody and are able to help somebody.
0: So we have to work together. Let's not isolate ourselves like the government and the powers that be want us to do let's work together one we're one big family under god hey one question before you go how many bananas will you eat today or this week (laughs) no i want to know i gotta know (laughs) i ate one i ate one this morning one that's what people do you eat one banana maybe even one a day but three and five and six i'll let them alone (laughs) i I just want to understand it well,
3: when he starts scratching his head with the wrong <laughs> hand, and it's going, ooh, ooh,
0: ooh. Hey, you be careful. Then He'll cut you. Away. He'll cut you off in a second. You better be careful how you address the board guy. You're telling Dang me to be careful, guy. and you're telling him to scratch his head. Yeah. No, I said if he scratches it. All right, it, all right.
3: He it. All right, buddy. Take, take care. God you bless. too.
0: Thanks for the call. We're concerned, board guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Here's another one. Stop and pray. Yeah, I learned this years ago. Stop and pray. Sometimes there seems to be absolutely no hope. Feeling so utterly helpless without a rope. With no direction or clear-cut way to get back on track, I stop and pray. Thy will be done. Lead us not into temptation. Say the Our Father with conviction without hesitation. Talk to God in thanks. Thanks and ask for strength each day, gain confidence each time you stop and pray. Take advantage of God's direct message to you. Read the Bible full of guidance and wisdom too. God speaks to your problems, helps you not to stray, guards from the way of the world when you stop and pray. We represent and unify as we worship God together church strengthens God's families now and forever so believe in the power of prayer as Jesus would say let's get closer and closer to God as we all stop and pray and and the picture for this poem or rhyme or lyric whatever you want to call it Uh, It's a blue sky with, with a lot of clouds, actually. More white clouds than blue sky. And then there's a pole, like a telephone pole. You don't see the wires, but there's a pole. And there's a big hawk on top of the pole. Get it? Stop and pray. The hawk looks for prey. Aha! Double entendre! Or something like that. A little play on words. And it's silhouetted against the sky. You gotta see these pictures. Come on! P-A-V-L-I-N-S-K-Y Next one, Get Out of the Way And <laughs> I gave this book to my sister And she, at first, wasn't really impressed by it And she, she, and she pointed out this poem She said, look at this, Get Out of the Way there's a, there's a tree there And the branch is covering half the word out Get out of the way as if I made a mistake on the configuration of words to picture. But I told her, I said, that's another little cutesy twist. The poem is get out of the way, and the branch is in the way out of the word out, uh, is in the way of the word out, hanging down. It was there intentionally is the point. All right, get out of the way. Dead in sin, dead in sin, Then comes God's wrath, then God's mercy. This is the process we all go through. Why do we go through life just trying to win? This is the blueprint to salvation. Whether we like it or not, stop trying to run the show. This is how, this has been so. All right, I'm going to read that verse over again. The first, the end of the first sentence and the last sentence in the four verse poem rhyme not every other or every whatever too much information not necessary i'm going to start from the very beginning okay let's see if i can get through this get out of the way dead in sin dead in sin then comes god's wrath then god's mercy this is the process we all go through why do we go through life just trying to win this is the blueprint to salvation whether we like it or not stop trying to run the show This has been so since the start of creation. We try to insulate and protect our kids, hoping they are always happy and entertained. This is a formula for absolute disaster, like an auction before the devil bids. To some degree or another, no matter what you say, the wrath of God must come down on your child. All you're doing is delaying and prolonging, so back out and get out of the way. Yeah, this is very interesting. And I learned this also. You try to protect your kids from everything. You want them to be smiling and entertaining and entertained and full of fun and positive energy all the time. But that is so impractical and impossible. I don't care who you are and how many gifts you have. You're going to be hit with problems and trouble and tribulation of some kind in your life. Where you're going to need a savior. You're going to need somebody to get you out of it. And that's where Jesus comes in. But as parents, we think, well, we can avoid all that trouble that the world offers. But we can't. So when it comes, you got to embrace it and let, let it play out. Because your child needs to go through that experience to seek God. To become thirsty. And maybe through his bewilderment, he finds a pot of gold. Because, as the book says, in fire, gold is tested. So, that process that I just talked about, you can't stop it. It's got to come. All right. Here's uh, another one. Beautiful. Uh, I don't know if that's a sunset or a sunrise. I don't know. I'm going to say it's a sunrise. Beautiful pink and orange in the sky streaking across. Why you should, maybe I should have bananas across the page behind the print. Maybe that would offer some kind of positive connotation. I don't think so. Although I could write one about health and include oranges and apples and and bananas. A banana that you might eat one a day. Maybe two, not ten. All right, whatever. Different strokes for different folks. Anyway, why you should. Why should you go out of your way? That person never listened to a word you had to say. Does not deserve your help or assistance. You never got anything but total resistance. So now why should you help when desperately asked? Why are all the ill feelings and troubles suddenly masked? Time to get even. Let's see who laughs last. Revenge is sweet. Never forget the past. But before your human nature rears its ugly head, as the book says, there's no merit in loving only those who love you, God has said. So in the name of God, showing your love for Him, extend your hand where hopes of gratitude are dim. Where would you and I and the world be if the non-deserving didn't sometimes receive care for free? Feel good about yourself and stand on God's side. You gave unconditionally, Instead of running to hide. So why you should? Yeah, there's reasons why you should. Some people just turn off people and want to jack people in in, in, in the name of revenge. Hey, I don't think that's any way to live. Do you?
2: As Christians, we can all get along together as one big family, just like all the voices in my head. Like me, for instance, wanting to get along with everybody. No matter how often he or she takes a shower, I say the smellier the better. As you know, I can reek from time to time. Or me from another country entirely. No matter how many times I'm asked to do a rain dance after realizing I'm Indian. Or me, a bodybuilder from Austria who never took steroids in my entire life. No, no, you can't prove it. Don't make me crush you between my thumb and index finger. So let's all get along, especially on the Don't Bring Up God radio show, airing Sunday morning from 8 to 9 on WAEB.
0: We got a call at 833-707-7900. Who's this?
4: Morning, Robert.
0: What's happening? Well,
4: I thought I'd join your banana eating uh, Dead Poet uh, Club there. Yeah. Dead Poet Society Club. Remember that movie with Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a great movie. It was a great movie. He had his whole class rip out the front page of the uh, poetry book and and just... uh, Go from the heart, you know, instead of I guess uh, whoever the top poetry person was that scored the poems and so on.
0: Yeah, the word I mean, heart yeah. is in the whole the word heart is in the Bible the most of any other word I think, hundreds of times. But go ahead. Yeah, you well know, I think
4: that's probably where poetry comes from, from the heart, you know. One of the uh, poems that really stuck with me was uh, something the school teacher Mrs. Sobrinsky uh, gave us, and it was called the Deserata. I don't know if you're familiar with that one or not.
0: No, but Sabrinsky sounds like a fellow Polak, but go ahead.
4: Well, I have this in front of me, and I can read it, but it's going to take a little bit of time. I was found, uh, and here part of it is gone because it's kind of like you're in the way. Part of this poem is gone because it's
0: hung on my wall for probably 40, Well, years. will read the most years. important verse.
4: Uh, go placidly amid the um, uh, rise and haste, and part of this, like I said, is gone. But anyway, go placidly amid the rise and haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence as far as possible without surrender beyond good terms with all
0: persons. All right, you lost me okay well just just well, just tell me the gist of it
4: uh, it's basically how to live life how to live life you have to look it up uh it's a fairly long poem, so um but it, this is hung on my wall for forty five years and it it looks like it's about two hundred three hundred years old uh dated sixteen ninety two and it was found in a uh Either a cathedral or a church, and I believe it's by an unknown author, and it's called the Deserata.
0: Yeah, the configuration of words can be very effective. Uh, I don't know where I heard this, but a word, the way you use a word can be the difference between uh, a spark or a light. Uh, what was I saying? The difference, the, the, how you use words can be the difference between a lightning bug and a lightning bolt. Okay, because there's power in words used properly, that's what I was trying to spit out.
4: Well, whoever wrote this definitely had command of language and words.
0: A wordsmith.
4: Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, look it up, it's called the Deserata, and uh, it's a fairly long poem. Uh, It reminds uh, me of that
0: song, Desperado, uh, played by the Eagles.
4: Oh yeah. Well, everybody likes music, and music is a
0: form of poetry, I guess, when you think about the lyrics. Sure. All yeah. right. We'll we'll okay, uh, make bye. a note. We'll make a notation of that. Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, have a good day, you and the banana eating guy there.
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, are you there? Yeah. Um, how many bananas do you eat in a day or a week?
4: Well, they're loaded with sugar um that's the thing you is that healthy
0: sugar or bad sugar
4: well i i don't know you can look it up there's a gal by the name of O'Neal, barbara o'neill and she's very in tune with health and eating and, and
0: but if you eat a banana foods. are you going to eat three to five in a day or are you going to eat one i just want to need to know
4: uh, for me probably one and I would cut it up and put it on a cereal and I'd be done.
0: Very <laughs> nice, very nice. Yeah. I don't think he yeah. does that there ain't no cutting with him. He just shoves it in his mouth. Are you on banana three yet? Ah he ate two okay all right well yeah, I just hey. wanted to
4: say one thing uh, you know with Christ I came across uh, where they were talking about Christ's DNA. And this was where your first fellow that called in with Ron Wyatt gives the blood from uh, the Ark to a Israel lab to study. And they find that this blood uh, has chromosomes and so on, but it, it does not have all the chromosomes. And so basically, what uh, they were talking about was, was Christ. Uh, Israel, Jewish or not, um, because the DNA and the father DNA would be from above, and uh, that whole decision as to whether uh, the son is Jewish or Israel or Hebrew or whatever comes from the father's side. Um, this is where you should have somebody that's Jewish and uh, oh,
0: I would love. So I'm going to bring a pastor on uh, shortly uh but yeah when you first started calling years ago you, that's what you were all about the archaeology and it is very interesting and makes for a very interesting reading and there's a lot of interesting uh facts that and and history that's uncovered through archaeology well, but, but that Ron uh, Wyatt that's what I was going to say I got to say it again I investigated Ron Wyatt after you talked about it and you know what I'm going to say that guy, well, I do not know, trust. I don't think he's legit, but maybe I'm uh, wrong.
4: I I don't know, but I I feel that he is. All right. And uh, that lab uh, is part of anchoring what he said. Um, and here's the thing: if you know, if the Jewish people just say, "Well, Christ was just a prophet," blah blah blah, uh, he was he was not the uh, the savior. Uh, it could be there's a problem, because he may not have been Jewish, and and here's Ron Wyatt coming along and proving it. Oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Okay, well, hey, we'll find out one day for sure uh, when Jesus returns. But yeah, the Jewish people believe that Jesus was a rabbi, and that's it. Uh, Muslims believe that he was the Messiah, who did not die and resurrect, and is not the Son of God, is not God. And Christians believe all that I just said they don't. All right, got to let you go. Thanks for the call. See you. All right, here's uh, uh, one last poem as we're running out of time once again. Uh, it's called Be Still, and the picture is of a, of a boat just sitting in the harbor, just so peacefully, nothing moving. The harbor... And the water, just so still, and, and no birds. It's just, it's just a beautiful picture, and it's called "Be Still." I'm burping again. <clears throat> Must be the bananas. But um, I just read this one uh, yesterday at the prison because uh, a lot of times we get addicted to adrenaline highs and excitement and even danger, and you got to be careful with that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with excitement. From time to time but you got to have the balance of being able to ingest the excitement and enjoy it whatever that may be hopefully it's not sinful but you also have to have the other side of being still because without being still you're missing out especially on God hey we got a call but and I'll get to you hopefully yeah I'll get to you right after this poem it's called be still and when you're young you don't want to be still So it says, okay, let's move, let's go. Need some action and excitement, can't go slow. And where's the people in the party? Want to be there early, can't be tardy. In my life, I need constant highlights. Always got a leap to new heights. Must keep pushing for the ultimate high. I'll always be smiling, never time to sigh. Then I learned that this is a damaging frame of mind. It kept me from knowing God, I did find. How to learn to be by myself, to be still, to be quiet and alone, to hear God's will. But the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. The full-time party lifestyle will decrease your worth. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. Seek the peace and the quiet. Heed the friendly warning. Hey, we got a call. Who's this? Hey, morning. It's Joe. Happening?
5: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> just to answer the question, uh, is it mentioned in the New Testament regarding the Jews, the land, and uh, actually, you got to. I knew you, you weren't going to
0: let this go, Joe. I knew you were going <laughs> to come back, but go ahead. Well, I mean, it's Bible, right? But so I know, I know. know the the land was yes. important years ago, and. Uh it the 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 Hebrews and Israelites were the chosen people. I believe all that, but I believe it's different now in the New Testament. But go ahead.
5: Well, uh there's all those promises of the Old Testament. Now, you know, the question is why were the Jews um, you know, taken captive? Some of them God always left a remnant in the land. So, where where is the plot and setting of the New Testament? Well, Messiah came through again the promises, the genealogy. He was born in Bethlehem. His ministry was in Judea. Uh, That's now fine. The focus now that that Romans eleven is important because it says what what happened because the Jews, you know, uh, as a nation rejected Messiah. Then he turned his focus to the Gentiles. Uh, so now. After the rapture happens, Revelation is all uh, you know about the Church Age. Uh, the first three chapters. Then you have the rapture, uh, Revelation four one. Then he turns his focus back to Israel. He does not neglect or forget his promises, and that whole setting is all about being uh, you know fulfilled in Israel. But so does Israel does is?
0: But the word, but does the word Israel <laughs> and the word descendants represent? 3, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 years ago, or does it represent all believers in Jesus Christ?
5: Well, um, it's both, actually, because uh, you know, Galatians talks about it, when you're born again, you're a spiritual child of Abraham, even though genealogically we're not, um, but we are. I mean, we all trace our roots back to the flood Noah and how his three sons and how they repopulated the the earth, but Yeah, I mean, it is an important distinction that you made last week, the land versus the people. And, of course, God cares about the people more so than the land. But where do people live but in certain uh, land distinctions and borders and and nations that he has given? So, I mean, you know, God mentions Jerusalem and Israel, and Paul actually, you know, uses like Jew and Genesis but, all those interchange- but like, remember dude, circumcision
0: broke- was huge a sign of the, your belief in God and Paul said it's worthless now so things change alright I gotta well, let circ- you go apart, Thank for the strong. call I'm sure we'll continue it some other time all roads definitely lead back to God Tyler we love you we'll see you again Allentown.
3: Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.